You're listening to a message from Christian Life Ministries in Coventry, a dynamic, growing church in the heart of the nation. We pray that God will speak to you through this word and impact your life for His glory. Well, as Luke said, I am honoured that I can continue today with our summer series called Finding Strength. Can we all say Finding Strength? And if you have a Bible with you, why don't you turn with me now to Matthew chapter 6. Matthew chapter 6. And I'm going to read from verses 5 to 13. They will come up on the screen as well, and I'll read them for us. This is what Jesus says. He says, And when you pray, do not be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the street corners to be seen by others. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward in full. But when you pray, go into your room, close the door, and pray to your Father who is unseen. Then your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. And when you pray, do not keep on babbling like pagans, for they think they will be heard because of their many words. Do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask him. This, then, is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. So after reading those verses, I'm sure you've probably guessed that today I am planning to talk about prayer. And so the title of my message today is Our Father, Finding Strength Through Personal Prayer. And it's easy to feel probably a little bit awkward when we have a message like this because we probably all know that prayer is a really important thing, yeah? That it's important to pray. But we probably also know that we probably need to pray more. Probably know that. You know, if you say to me, John, you need to go to the gym, tell me something I don't know. I know I need to go to the gym. I know I need to do it more in order to, to build myself up and to probably get fit. And it's easy to feel a little bit awkward, but my aim today is to inspire us that when it comes to personal prayer, that when it comes to this being something in our lives, that actually we can see it can be a source of tremendous strength in our lives, that it can be something that can be such a blessing to us. And I've come to realize that prayer is a great gift from God, and all of us have access to this gift. You know, prayer isn't just reserved for people that are called prayers. We're all meant to be prayers. We're all meant to know how to pray. We're all called to to pray to God. And just to let you into my journey a little bit, quite early on in my uh, discipleship or growing as a disciple, I really had this passion for God. And I remember thinking, oh, I really want to serve God. I really want to be used by him. And I wanted to grow in my spiritual stature. And around that time, um, interestingly, um, I was asked by uh, Pastor Martin and Pastor Esther to, to join staff here at church. And I remember thinking, that's it. I'm on staff. I'm going to be around people who are further on the journey than me. I'm going to be around them. I'm surely going to grow. And I thought probably the way it will happen is that if I just spend a lot of time around them, the anointing will just kind of fall on me. And I'll just somehow get what they've got and I'll grow. You guys are laughing. I really thought that was going to happen. I honestly thought that if I just be around them, I'll grow. And now to a certain extent, that is true. And that is correct. But I really wanted to grow and I was wanting to just see how I could do this. But through conversations with different people and through reading the word, 
And just through the Holy Spirit speaking to me, I realized that if I was gonna grow spiritually, if I was gonna grow my spiritual stature, I needed to attend to my prayer life. I needed to get better at praying. I needed to grow in the place of prayer. You see, if we had two extremes of what prayer is, I suppose one way you could look at it on a negative side is that it's someone shouting into an empty space and hoping that by the off chance, someone out there is listening. And on the other extreme, prayer on a more positive note, when we see it for what it really can be, it can be where devotion and love merge together and we come into the loving arms of a father and meet with him. And I was probably somewhere in the middle, but probably more the other side. I did believe that when I prayed that God was listening, but I wasn't really sure what I was doing. I wasn't really sure what was happening. And so I say this because it might be important for us to recognize here that in our own prayer lives, we might need to make some adjustments. We might need to look, where am I when it comes to prayer? Are there some things that I need to adjust in order to get better and to grow in this spiritual discipline? The word discipline can sound a bit negative, but it's the best way to explain it, and that it can be really life-giving in our lives. And you see, in the passage that we've just read, Jesus is teaching the crowds and the disciples in his famous Sermon on the Mount, and potentially, this particular crowd did have an idea of what prayer was all about. Because Matthew's gospel is written towards a more Jewish Christian audience. When you read it, it seems that it has a lot of Old Testament references. So it's probably written for a more Jewish audience. So it's probable that they have actually experience of praying. That they know what prayer is about and they do it. I think the clue is in what Jesus says. He says to them, when you pray. So probably he has an idea that they are already praying or they know something about prayer. And so therefore... Jesus is probably in this passage, not, not definitely, but it's a, it's, a, it's a term that I probably would, would agree with. He's probably correcting or reshaping how they should pray, giving them some inspiration of how they should pray. And then interestingly, when we read Luke's gospel, there's a similar passage like this in Luke chapter 11, where Jesus teaches about prayer as well. But this time, he teaches in response to the disciples asking him. In the first section, that, in the first passage that we've just read, he just brings it as part of his Sermon on the Mount. But in this one, the disciples ask him, Lord, teach us to pray. And so the idea probably is that they, this was written, Luke's gospel was probably written for a more Gentile audience, non-Jewish, who probably had no experience of prayer. So Jesus has probably given them a bit of a starting point. And I make that point today because it's just important for us to acknowledge that we may all be at different points when it comes to prayer. We may be like, I oh, have lots of experience, I know how to pray, or I think I know how to pray, or we may be starting from scratch, but I believe Jesus has something for everyone today that we can connect with and that we can grow in the place of prayer, prayer no, matter where we come, no matter where we're coming from. And we might need to go on a journey of learning. You know, we're all learners, aren't we, church? We're all called to be learners. And as I said, prayer, if it's viewed in the correct way, I believe that it is a tremendous gift that we can have in our spiritual toolbox, that we can use and that it can strengthen us in our lives as well. And to make this point a little bit more, I want us to go to another passage of scripture, John chapter 15. It will come up on the screen as well. John 15, verses five to eight. And Jesus said this, he says, I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. If you do not remain in me, you are like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up, thrown into the fire and burned. 
if you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. This is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. And if I just summarize what Jesus is saying there, he's saying that if you wanna bear much fruit, you need to remain in the vine. You need to remain in me. You need to be close to me. You need to be connected to me. If we are the branches, then we need to be close to the vine to get the source of strength that the vine has. We need to be connected to the vine. And the way we probably do that, and I'm sure you'll agree, agree with me, one of the ways that we do that in a really big way is through prayer. It's through being connected to God. And Jesus says that if we don't remain in him, we're like a branch that withers. It's like a branch that is weak, that hasn't got connection to the source. It gives this idea that the branch is good for nothing, and it actually says in that passage to be thrown away. That's an interesting thought, isn't it? That actually is good for nothing but just to be thrown away into the fire because we lack the connection to the vine. And it's important to note this as well, and as I was reading this, it was really interesting for this to be highlighted to me again, is that Jesus says here, the remaining comes before the asking. We have to remain in him, and then he says, ask whatever you want in my name. This is what he said. I'll go back to that little passage there, that little verse. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. And I say that because how often do we get it the other way around? We go straight to the asking and we don't do the connecting or the remaining. We can straight away go, God, I've got all these things going on, and we don't even acknowledge that we need to connect with God. And that's why it's important that I make this point because my first thing that I want to share with us today as we learn about how we can grow in personal prayer is that prayer is about intimacy. Prayer is about intimacy. Jesus shows us that God wants us to connect with him relationally. Now, I realized quite early on in my prayer life, and this is where I needed to make some adjustments, that my prayers didn't really focus too much on God. They focused quite a lot on me. They focused about me and my big list of things. I would get my list together and go, right, God, I need this to happen. I want that to happen. And it became like an, like an Amazon wish list. You know? And I was like, this is how I was approaching prayer. But I was missing, actually, that it's more than that. It's about coming and connecting to my heavenly Father. And a word used by Jesus for Father, that he used for, for Father, is Abba. And then he also encourages us in the passage that we read to come to our Father as well. And the word for Father in the way that Jesus used it is Abba. And it literally means, if we were to translate it, something like, like it being translated to us today is as Daddy. Like a child that comes to their father and says, Daddy. It doesn't speak of a God that's far off and wants, and wants to hear your, your list, even though he does as well in some ways. But it speaks of intimacy between a father and a son and his daughter. It speaks of a closeness. And that's what Jesus demonstrates for us. See, in the Old Testament, the people of Israel, they understood that Jesus, they understood that God was a father to them generally. They understood that idea. But when Jesus says that we can come to God as our personal father in prayer, it's a game-changing idea. It's an inspirational idea that we can come to God actually like a person that we can relate to. He's not far away. It's not like speaking into a space and hoping someone's listening. He's there. He's our father. He's with us. I'm excited about that today, church. That that's who my God is. That he wants to connect with me relationally. And as I changed, as I go back to my journey a little bit, as I changed my approach to prayer, 
I realized in my own life that there's nothing more that fills my tank, there's nothing more that strengthens me and inspires me than being in my heavenly Father's presence. To come as a son, isn't it amazing that God says that we can come as sons and daughters into his presence? Without restriction, through what Jesus has done, we can come into his presence and we can be with a heavenly father. There's nothing that gives me, I suppose the best way I could say it, rocket fuel, nothing that gives me more rocket fuel than that in my life. To know that God, through his love for me, sees me as a son and he is my father. It really does give me strength. And it shows me as well that when I come to God, God wants me to know him. We need to know the person that we're coming to. I love it when we have our times of corporate prayer, when we come together on Fridays, as Gabriel spoke about, we're coming together at the end of August as well to come for prayer and praise, and we come together to pray, and when we have prayer and fasting, I love it when we come together to to pray together. And um, I love it when people speak out and pray. I love it when I can hear people pray out, and sometimes they lead us in prayer. Because when people lead us in prayer, it's amazing how you can hear how people know God. How people really know God. I love it when I can hear that. And someone in particular I love hearing pray in those settings is um, Pam Fom. Pam, are you here today? Hey, there you are. Good to see you, Pam. But I love hearing Pam pray. You might remember Pam led us brilliantly in communion last week. He led us, gave us a great reflection. I must say, though, he is so gifted. I've never known anyone to lead a reflection in communion and also preach the whole of the New Testament at the same time. <laughs> I thought I'd just say, you are talented. And not only is Pam a great communicator, but what I love about Pam is how he connects and communicates with God. You know, very often in prayer meetings, I'll, he'll, 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 he'll get ready to speak, he'll get ready to pray out when we open it up to people to pray, and he'll address God as this. He'll go, Daddy God. Daddy God. And when, when I hear Pam pray like that, I'm like, God's best friend is speaking right now. This man knows God. It wouldn't matter if we were in the room or not. We could all be gone, Pam would still be praying. Because as far as he's concerned, he's with his heavenly father. Yes, it's great to pray with other followers of Christ. That's brilliant, it's powerful. But he knows God. And I love it when I can hear that. Yeah, if you want to applaud it, you can. It's great. Because God wants to connect with us relationally. And we get to see a window of that in times of prayer. Someone else, I'm going to embarrass them as well. I don't know if he's here. Arinza Chiernumba, are you here? If not, if you're tuning in online, I'm going to embarrass you, but it's all good. Um, Arinza, when he prays, I've heard him say this before. He'll say, Papa. <laughs> Papa. And then he'll do this amazing, long Nigerian prayer, which is so powerful. But again, it speaks, doesn't it, of intimacy. It speaks of someone who knows God. And I think if we can get this idea, church, of God being our Father, I believe it can be a game-changing thing in our prayer life. It can really take it to another level. It can be so life-giving, our prayer life, if we see God as our Father. Some of you may know that I have a little boy called Joel. Uh, he's the joy of my, me and my wife Doris's life. We love him so much. He's beautiful. And um, I'm going to show you my favorite picture of him. I know, it's a nice picture. Two reasons, it's really cute. Another one, I know there's considerably less hair now. <laughs> I'm sure you've noticed that. <laughs> but what I love about that picture is that when you see that, it's, it speaks of intimacy, doesn't it? A father 
with his son. And um, I've got that right next to me in my bedroom. That's the first thing I probably see every morning. It just reminds me of that beautiful love that I have between me and Joel. Now, he's a lot older now. It's taken a few years ago, hence the less hair. Um, but it, it's great that I can, I can be like that with him, that I can just see myself like there. And what is great, isn't it, is the way that I'm holding him. You say, he, he at that time, he was six weeks old. He looks like he's in a bit of a milk coma right there. And I'm holding him there like that. And um, it just speaks so much of what I'm there for, doesn't it? I'm there to hold him. He can't stand up for himself. He can't even open his eyes, but I'll always be there for him. I'll always be there to uphold him. And, and in a similar way, church, you know, with my heavenly father, when I, when I feel weak or maybe burdened or I can't do things, I know that I can come to him and he will sustain me and uphold me with his love. That he'll keep me, he'll, he'll keep me grounded in him, that, that he will sustain me, that, that his presence is enough. You know, when I'm with him, we just sang about it now. When Jesus' presence is there, everything changes. That's, that's all I need. Sometimes all I need is his presence. And when I have his presence there, when I come into the place of prayer and I encounter him, it's amazing how, how uplifted I feel, how energized I am just by being with my heavenly father. And you know, it's, it's really amazing to, 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 to know that we can know that today as well. To, the reason I showed you that picture, because I've got a little story to tell you about my little boy Joel. So a couple of months ago, he went out and about with uh, someone who we'd arranged childcare with. And I was, at, I was working at the time at home and um, he, he had a really bad fall. He fell and he fell on his mouth and he cut his lip really bad. And um, he was distressed, he was crying. He came home, the person who um, looking after him brought him home, it was a complete accident, just one of these things that happens. And when, when he came in, he saw me and he was crying his eyes out and he said, Daddy. And he ran up to me and I just picked him up. He was crying and he picked him up and I put him on my shoulder and he rested on my shoulder and he stopped crying. And then he eventually fell asleep on me. And I say that, why? Because I've realized in my own life, there are times, or a lot of times, regular times in my life where I just need my dad. He, I, I didn't take that cut off his lip away. It was still there. It was still painful. I didn't stop the circumstance from happening. I didn't do anything magical. But the presence of being with your father is enough at times. Just coming to be with your heavenly father, it ministers. His love ministers to us on a level which is so powerful. I don't always need an agenda. You know, when I come to pray, it's good to come with a prayer list. As I said, I'm not saying it's, not, I'm not saying it's wrong to ask. I'm not saying we shouldn't ask for things of God. We can ask. But sometimes I don't need an agenda when I pray. I just want to meet with my heavenly father. I just want to be with my dad. And what's even more powerful, church, even in my own story, is that my own relationship with my earthly father wasn't, wasn't the greatest. I still loved him. He was amazing. You know, he passed away a few years ago, but it wasn't where it needed to be. But I can stand here and say that because of my heavenly father, I've not lost or missed out. Because he has been enough. He more than fills that. Isn't that powerful, church? That that's what God can do in our lives. Just being in his presence and there are times where I've come into the place of prayer and I've literally, I've come with some things I wanted to pray about, a list, and I've just said, Father, and the Holy Spirit has met me and I've just been lost in his presence. Now, the list was still there, but I completely forgot about it. Why? It wasn't that the list wasn't important, it's just that God's more important. 
my relationship and my, him being my father. It's intimacy, it's remaining first, isn't it, church? Remaining in the vine. You see, the Lord's Prayer starts God-focused, our Father, and I think that's a clue for us today. And when prayer is based on intimacy, I believe it has the ability to transform us as we come closer to the heartbeat of God. God can transform us. He fills us with his love. He fills us with his Holy Spirit. When I'm praying with God, he'll often fill me with his Holy Spirit afresh. And then I'm ready. I'm ready for him. I'm ready to bear fruit for him. I'm ready to be used by him. And this leads on nicely to the next thing I want to say is, which is that intimacy helps us to live in the overflow. Or the term that I like to use is operating out of the overflow. You might wonder what that is, but let me unpack that a little bit. You see, prayer empowers us to be fruitful disciples. It helps us to live godly lives, to resist temptation. And also, in prayer, I believe we receive strength to impact the world around us. We don't do it on empty, but we need God's sustenance. We need his spirit within us to do that. In the Gospels, it would seem when I look, when I read them, that it was through prayer that Jesus was strengthened for his ministry. He didn't do it on empty. It was when he had time with his father that through that, it strengthened him in his ministry. In Mark 1, verse 35, I'm gonna paraphrase this a little bit, but we we read that very early early in the morning, Jesus got up to pray. And then he then he'd prayed, he'd been praying with, with his father, praying with God. And then we read that he was preaching in the synagogues, he was driving out demons, and then later on in that chapter, he healed a man of leprosy. And I think we're meant to see the link there, church, that prayer strengthens us in the doing. It's operating out of the overflow, that from our prayer life, we, out, we outflow God to others. We are used by God when we operate out of the overflow. His ministry, Jesus' ministry was fueled by prayer. You know, out of the being with the Father, he was able to do. And he shows us that, I think, for a reason. I think the Bible is very clear on that. There are so many other examples I could speak of about Jesus being empowered through prayer to do things. Picking his disciples, it says that he spent the night on a mountain praying. Now, I don't know what happened on the mountain. I don't know whether 12 names came up in the sky And he said, right, James, John, okay, I don't know. But something is clearly there for us to put the link together that prayer leads to strength in what we do for God as well. And when I've been with my father, who is compassionate and loving, it's amazing how more compassionate and loving I can feel to others. Kind of rubs off on me. He fills me with his love, fills me with his ways, fills me with his values and his spirit. And I'm able then to bless others and be a blessing to others a lot more. You know, someone said to me once, it says, the people that you're around more, you'll be more like them. And I think that's true. If I'm more around God regularly, I'll outflow more of God around people as well. And I think it's really important that we see that in our lives, that prayer helps us in doing things for God. You know, when I'm prayed up, it's amazing as well how God would seem to use me. I remember a few years ago, uh, I was in my living room on my own and um, I was praying and I just started to pray in the spirit. I started to pray in tongues and uh, I was praying and I was getting going and I was just on my own with God. See, 1 Corinthians uh, 14 verse four, it says this. It says, anyone who speaks in a tongue edifies themselves. And what edifies means is that it, gives, it builds you up. It gives you strength. In a sense, it gives you spiritual muscle. 
That's what it means when you pray in tongues. On your own, personally, it builds you up, it edifies you. So I was, I was praying in tongues nonstop for about 30 minutes, just on my own, speaking in the, praying in the Spirit, speaking in tongues. And then I, I went out to do what I needed to do for the day. And then I was out, and um, I was doing what I needed to do, whatever it was. I can't remember exactly. Um, and um, the Lord said to me, ask that lady if she's okay. And I remember thinking, I don't want to ask her. <laughs> she seems fine. <laughs> he said, no, ask her. And I couldn't shake off. I goes, fine, because you said so. And I said, hi, are you okay? And then for five minutes, no joke, she reeled off all the problems that she was going through. She was literally for five minutes telling me how the situation with her family was terrible. I mean, it wasn't nice. She was dealing with a lot of things. And she was going on and on. I don't know her. She doesn't know me. And she's just talking to me just freely about everything. And I'm like, oh, wow. That's, that, 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 well, I didn't realize all that. Um, and then I'm talking to her. And then I just said, look, can I pray for you? And she reluctantly says, uh, okay, yeah, you can pray for me. And I'm a bit flustered myself at this time because I don't know what's happening. It's just kind of all going off here. And uh, I start praying, and I start praying something like, Lord, Lord, bless, bless this person, bless them, help them. And as I'm praying, like, I, I'm thinking, well, this is a weak prayer. Like, this prayer ain't going to do anything. She's there. She's weeping. She, she's crying. She's like, clearly, God is moving in that moment. And then, <laughs> and then I, I finish praying for her, and then, and then I start to, to, you know, to finish what I'm doing and then walk out. And... You know, she, she then starts running after me afterwards, and she goes, hey, hey, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. I said, what, what? She goes, she goes, what have you done? I was like, oh, no, I've prayed the wrong prayer. <laughs> I was like, I've cursed her. No, what have I done? Lord, I told you this was going to happen. But she goes, no, no. She goes, what have you done? She goes, I no longer feel overwhelmed. She goes, I feel fine. She says, I feel absolutely fine. She says, what did you do? I said, look, I, th I, think God, I think God has met you. I think God has encountered you. And she agreed that probably God had. And why do I, make, why do I make, share that story with you? Maybe it's just a coincidence that two hours before that, I was praying in the Spirit for half an hour. Maybe. But there are too many coincidences for it to be a coincidence like that. There are too many times where I've been in the place of prayer, where I've been with God, and he strengthened me spiritually, and then to strengthen me to go out and to be a blessing to others. And it's amazing what doors he opens. It's operating out of the overflow of prayer. It's being ready to be used by him out of the overflow of prayer. See, connection to God is so important, especially when we want to minister to others in whatever way that may be. That's why in the Lord's Prayer that we read earlier, it says, Lord, your kingdom come, your will be done. I will often, when I'm praying to God, I'll go, Lord, your kingdom come, your will be done, but your kingdom come through me. Your will be done through me. Lord, fill me with more of you so that I can be a blessing and overflow to others, that I can help others, Lord, for the glory of your name and the glory of your kingdom. And no matter where we are with this church, I think it's important to acknowledge that we all can learn this. We can learn to grow in the place of prayer. You know, even if you haven't, learnt or haven't started speaking or praying in tongues, then I'd encourage you, come to our prayer ministry team at the end of the service today. They'll be more than happy to stand with you and see if they can pray with you to be filled with the Spirit and to get going speaking in tongues. But I believe that we can all take new things on our journey of prayer so that God can use us powerfully for his, for his purpose. And so as I start to conclude or wrap this up a little bit now, I have three quick points that I want to make um, as practical steps 
to maybe help us, whether we feel that we are people that can pray a lot or we've got experience praying and we're, we're good at prayer or whether we're saying, look, I'm starting from ground zero here. I've got no experience. I don't really pray. I don't know what to do. Well, why not take these three points and see if they can help you. Firstly, when we pray, keep it real. Keep it real. Be real when you pray with God. You know, just come to him as you are. Come to him as a son or a daughter. It's okay, just come to him as you are. I can't think of anything more energy sapping than trying to pretend, than trying to pretend. Jesus says in that passage that we read, the first passage, he says, don't be like the hypocrites. The word used for hypocrites there means to be an actor. Don't be an actor. You don't need to come to God. He knows how you feel anyway. Come to him how you feel. I don't mean don't have respect for him. I don't have a reverence for him, but be real. Come to him, be real in the place of prayer. Come to your father as you are and speak from the heart. There have been times in my life where I've just had to be real with God because that's where I am. I remember when I went through a period of really bad ill health and I wasn't feeling great and I said, God, I ain't feeling great. Lord, I feel rubbish. I have no idea what's going on in my life right now. I don't know why this is happening and I'm just telling you that's how I feel. And some of my prayers were very simple. They were like, Lord, get me through the day. Just, just get me through the day, because I think it's gonna be a long one. Get me through the day. It's a heartfelt prayer, but it speaks of me being with my Father. That's why intimacy is so important, because I can be real. Secondly, keep it simple. Similar to keep it real in, in some ways, but I would say don't, don't overcomplicate prayer. Sometimes few words are needed. Remember, as I said, when I sometimes come to the, in the place of prayer, and all I need is the word Father. Sometimes it just needs that. Sometimes I just come and I sit in silence before God, and I sit before him and allow him to speak to me. Remember, prayer is a two-way thing. So I'll let God speak to me. I'll just come and say, Lord, I'm just gonna listen to you today. I would also encourage you as well that when you pray, pray with the word. And pray the Lord's prayer. Maybe that, that, use that as a starting point. I know the Bible isn't all simple at times, but there are some prayers in there which can really help you just to know the heart of God and know how to pray. And finally, and I invite the band up now, keep it up. Keep it up. As Jesus said, he said, find a secret place and be with your Father. And I encourage you, wherever you are with prayer, have, time, have times of being alone with God. Find a place that you can go to to be with God. I don't know whether that's in your living room or one of the spare rooms in your house or the study, but find a place where you can be with God. If you need to mix it up a little bit and go to different places, that's fine, but I'd encourage you to find a place and go there regularly. Keep it up, keep praying. That's the way that we're gonna overflow. That's the way that God is gonna grow us in prayer if we keep up our prayer life. I say to people sometimes, I say, it's okay to make appointments with God. Put it in your diary, say, God, today I'm gonna meet with you on this day, this day, and this day, because I know I need you as my father. I need to be with my dad. So I just encourage you to do that, to, to be intentional about making time to be with God and, and following Jesus's example to do that. Create a holy habit of being with your father. But keep it up, keep remaining in the vine. And, and as we respond today, um, I'm simply gonna just encourage us all to connect with our Father today. Now, there's nothing better that I can think of than coming and being with your Father. So as we respond, why don't we all stand together? The band are gonna lead us in a moment. They're gonna lead us in a time of worship. 
And if you know that today, I, I, I want to grow in the place of prayer. I want God to be a reality to me when I pray. I want to meet with him. Then why not now just respond how you know you need to. Whether you know how you pray anyway, if you want to kneel, if you want to bow down to him, if you want to put your hands out to him, do whatever makes you feel comfortable, but connect with your heavenly father today. And especially if you're feeling burdened or weary, I sense that some people are feeling quite weary today. Ask him now, why not start now? Say, Lord, fill me. Fill me with your love. Sustain me with your love. Lift me up. If you're feeling like life is tough at the moment, say, Father, let your presence be enough for me right now. Let your presence minister to me and allow me to pray for us. Lord, I thank you so much, God, that you want us to know, to know you, that we can call you Father, Abba, Daddy. And I pray, Lord, today, God, for everyone here, whether tuning in online or whether in the room, God, Lord, would we know the strength that we can gain in prayer through intimacy with our Heavenly Father? Lord, where maybe we've allowed prayer to go dormant in our life. Lord, I pray today, give us a passion for prayer today. Let prayer be something that is within us, Lord, that we go to regularly, Lord, knowing that when we're in your presence, God, Lord, situations can change. Our feelings can change, Lord. Lord, you change the atmosphere when we're in your presence. And Lord, I pray today that as we come here now and connect with you as our Father, Lord, let us know that we're safe in your hands. Affirm to us now that we are sons and daughters of the Most High God. Lord, where we're weary, lift us up with your love. Let your hand be underneath us, Lord, to sustain us today, God. Lord, where we need to connect with you more, Lord, I pray, give us wisdom and inspiration so that we can connect with you as our Heavenly Father. And Lord, help us to keep doing that. Lord Jesus, we thank you for the example that you have given us, that we may come to God as our Daddy. And we say, Daddy God, we come to you. Lord, refresh us in your presence. In your presence, Strengthen us today for all you want us to do so that we can then overflow, God. Overflow and impact the world around us. Fill us with your spirit, Lord, so that we can share your compassion and your love to those that need it, Lord. And we ask it all in Jesus' mighty name. Amen.